The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 8. Jesus went on with his to his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering, must be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, Let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, you come before us asking us to deny ourselves and to follow you with the promise that life would be given. Lead us into that life in Jesus' name. Amen. January 1982, Washington, D.C., Flight 90. Air Florida, crashes into the Potomac River. Six people crawl out of the airplane and onto the wing. A helicopter hovers above them with a life ring. One of the six, an older man, grabbed a life ring, and he put it around another passenger. He did that five times. The sixth time, the helicopter came back. He was gone. He had drowned in the icy waters while saving others. Later, a friend said, Well, that is the kind of man he was. He was always giving of himself to others, for that was the nature of his life. Giving of himself. So three questions relating to identity. What gives you the greatest joy in life? 
what creates for you the deepest sense of purpose. When you do feel most alive, most true to the person you believe God created you to be, when do you feel the most created by God? Those are all self-identity questions. The text starts out, who do people say that I am? And the answer is a prophet. Who do you say that I am? Peter says, the Christ, the Messiah. Where does it take place? It takes place in Caesarea Philippi, that little village near a spot where Greeks and Romans worshipped the nature god Pan. And before Pan, it was the spot where Baal was worshipped, B-A-A-L, in the Old Testament. And so we have to ask, why didn't that statement of faith take place in the synagogue? Why did it take place out in the world? Why did it take place near a place dedicated to a pagan god with the name of the place honoring Caesar who was seen as a god? Where does our confession of faith take place? Our confession of Faith in church is real, but when we make that confession in the world against opposition of against Christ, I think that confession moves to a higher level. I think in church it's pretty easy to say, I believe, when we're surrounded by the people that make that faith easy and helpful and full. But I also think help my unbelief is our prayer when we make that statement of faith in the world surrounding by beliefs and symbols that would tear us away from the living God. So Mark's question in this text is kind of ageless. How does human knowledge and expectations, how does it exist in tension with God's gift of faith for us? We know what faith is. We live it. We worship it. We're here. We know that God is active in the world and Jesus is active there. And so Saying Jesus is Messiah, to say Jesus is the Christ, to say Jesus is my Lord and Savior, that's the easy part. What do we do with the term Messiah? For the Jesus' disciples, they thought that it meant the overthrow of Rome and freedom to their nation. 
How does that work against God's view that the Messiah would be the Savior of the world? The disciples have to catch what Jesus is saying. They have to understand what the Christ does. Otherwise, they miss the whole point. And otherwise, we would not be here in faith that Jesus gives his life for the salvation of all people. So we run into a conflict, this conflict of faith. Our human nature, what we go to when we're not aware of God, is we want to be prosperous, we want to be strong, we want to be successful, we want to be influential. But Jesus has other priorities. He came to serve, not to be served. His ways are not our ways, and yet he invites us to follow him into his kingdom. Our Christian church history is quite long. And in part of that history during the Renaissance, the church was prosperous and very strong. It dominated all of the life, personal, social, and political life of a great part of our Western world. You looked around and you saw cathedrals. You looked around and you saw a church army defending and conquering. You looked at the leaders and you saw them living in wealth and pomp. And you looked at what was written, and it was called a theology of glory. And then the Reformation took place. The teaching was go back to the Bible. Don't look at the theology of prosperous and strong. Look at the theology of the cross. Look at following Jesus to service others, to serve rather than to control and dominate the weak. It was the opposite of what the church was proclaiming because that church was happening at the expense of the poor. So this theology of our cross, to deny oneself, it's a type of humility, but it's not a false humility. We are called to be the best that we can be with the talents and abilities that God has given us. To deny oneself, means that we put Christ first in our life and that we follow the two great commandments, love God and love your neighbor. So what's the difference between a human perspective and a divine perspective? It's the difference between a theology of glory based on power or a theology of the cross based on following Christ. 
we're being asked to let go of those human things that we love so much and hold on to the divine things. We live in the world, but the world doesn't declare who we are. So looking at that word, deny, it's only used two times in the New Testament. One time is when Peter's sitting at a fire, campfire, and they ask him, were you with him? And he denies it, that he doesn't know Jesus, has no connection to him. And now, Jesus is asking us, deny yourself and follow me. That means to put our own interest, our own skills, our own life into what Christ would have us be. In the adult class, it was stated that a lady has been working in an after-school program that God led her into it. It has been her cross, her ministry, a denying of herself that God could be number one. So self-denial is not self-destruction. Self-denial is not taking abuse. Self-denial is based on what Jesus has done. Jesus has spent over seven chapters fighting against suffering and oppression. He heals, he sets free the people. So it cannot be a new definition. It's the definition of self-denial. is putting God first. To be willing to publicly display faith and suffer the consequences that that faith might invoke. But that's not our natural being. We fear what others think. We fear what others say. We would rather not deny self. We would rather protect self. We would rather save our life rather than losing our life. To save our life, we deny the path of power. We risk ridicule. We risk being named Christian in a world that does not like what Christ has done. Sometimes we think of the phrase, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross is the things of this world that come upon us. Death and suffering, loss of job. But that's not what he's talking about. 
take up your cross is voluntarily naming Christ as Lord and following Christ. And then we have to ask, what is a self-worth? What do we pay for a self? Jesus takes death for our self. God, Son, dies. We are valuable and we are important to God. We're called to be in discipleship. Three things. We give up our claim to ourselves. We make a choice to live in Christ's ministry. And we let Jesus lead us. Amen.